Build that drama. Maximum blockage. Building that drama. Maximum blockage. G'day everyone and welcome back to another exciting episode of Maximum Blockage where we build that drama and you know, want to know why it's so exciting? Because it's the last episode of Maximum Blockage for this series. As Ayo, always, last episode. I'm joined by Brett. Yay, Brett. How's it going? Great. You enjoy the episode? I'm devastated that this is the last episode, Josh. Yeah. I'm so sad. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, all good. I did mm, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty enjoyable, I yep. thought. There was a lot of filler. Yeah, but that's all right. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, well, it would have got a lot of lot of things. So yeah. we, it was broken up into chapters, and we start with reserves. I'd be shocked if it had a two in front of it. Under three nil. We honestly thought that they were going to be around the yeah. three two, three three mark. So to see a two in front of that, we were over the moon. Two. Million nine hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Okay, okay. It's better than expected. Are they all the same? Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. It's got a two in front of it. That's Never. all, all Never. we were wishing for. And guess what? We've all got the same, so... Every single house is even. I know that everybody wanted a two in front. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah. you did get that. It's pretty close to the higher end of the yeah. twos, but it is under three billion bucks, which I think you all happy with? Yeah. Yes. Jesse, what are your thoughts, real estate agent? Look, I thought um, for us to have a chance of making any money, it had to be under three. So, like, Massive sense of relief and joy for everyone, so I think everyone's going to do well. I'm so happy about it. So I've got to say, I think that you deserve to have those reserve prices for the effort that you guys have put in building the biggest block ever. Well done. In the past, there have been some big differences because of different sizes and things like that. So the winner of the block, it's going to come down to the design and the effort that you guys have put in. It, it's really down to that. It's not down to a different size, it's not down to a different reserve price. It's all pretty equal. Every house is completely different. Yeah. Okay, we've got our reserve prices. Let's talk about auction order. Because the reserve prices is the easy bit. Yeah, so... Well, the reserve price was the easy bit because he just told them what it was. Yes. They didn't have to work anything out. Everyone got the That's same That's the only reason price. I left that bit in. At the end, I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, the thing that I thought... Who's that, this easy for? Do you, you reckon they were lower than they should have been? Or Absolutely. Than what they are usually? Everybody was saying like three. Even like three. the buyer's advocates were like they should go for about three, three. Yeah. Or thereabouts, which is what they maybe went but for. I, guess I don't know. I don't want to spoil gonna it. if they're going to go for about three, three, then you do need to leave a couple of thousand yeah, in there for so people to make, make money. Because um, yeah. they did put a ridiculous amount of hours into them. Yeah, I agree so. with that. I saw on Facebook that people were complaining about everyone getting the same reserve price. They're like, um, Matt and Elise should get, have a higher one because they made theirs have en-suite, so the house should be worth more. That's not how it works. Yeah, though. I know. I was like, I don't think you understand how this no. works. The only reason I was surprised that they're all the same is that the two houses had a smaller terrace. I but, thought that would factor. Yeah, but because that wasn't included in the plan, I think I that's guess. why. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because I guess that the wasn't terrace part of the plan, is just so. add-ons. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So Fair could, enough. That's that's why I reckon it didn't affect it, but yeah. 
Yeah. Well, they've got like heritage stables out the back though. Like what are those? Do yeah. they take up some of your carport area too or what? Like, Yeah, I don't know. They seem to sit where the terraces are and that's where the garage is. Like where are they? I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, that's but the only reason I thought it was strange, but fine. Yeah, they are all pretty much the same size. All pretty much. Yeah, well, you basically, they are exactly the same size, yeah, except Terrace. The They've only difference is, like, the en-suites and that. Is, is what, what you made. You made. So, so, yeah, that's live weird and die for by the people sword. online to be like, but they did a different thing with their house, so they should get a different... You're like, what? Yeah, that's Yeah, because they did more work. So, it should cost more. And yeah, like, that's very strange. Yeah, that's how a competition works. Yeah. So, then we go to auction order. Let's talk about auction order. Because the reserve prices is the easy bit. And believe me, you do not want to go to that wheelbarrow. Those paddles have got numbers on them, and that's an auction order. Gotcha. You do not want to go there. We have our reserve prices. We know the numbers we need to beat tomorrow. The challenge I think that we have is we're in uncharted waters here. We've, we've never asked the buying public to stump up this much cash ever before in block history. I mean, it's big. We know that. I've got no doubt we can sell any one of your houses tomorrow. They're all rippers, they're all very saleable. You've done a fantastic job. The question is, can we sell five? And that is, in a big way, gonna come down to auction order. Nicola, I'm hoping that you've got some really great news about market conditions out there. I do. Over the last two quarters, we've seen house price growth that really has been reminiscent of that quarterly growth we saw during the boom, which is quite remarkable. And when we have a look at the auction market in Melbourne, the clearance rates have been sitting around 70%. So what that says is that three to four of your homes are likely to sell, if we use that as a benchmark. And we obviously want a clearance rate of 100%. So it is going to test the market at auction day. Now, Alice, uh, what are your thoughts? I know this has been a competition for you for the past few months. You need to now work as a team, is my recommendation, when it comes to working out who goes first, second, third, fourth and fifth. I strongly believe in putting your best foot forward when it comes to the first property that auctions. I think if we have a strong result early on, it will set the mood and the pace of what is to come. So they're trying to get them to work together, but then... Yeah. To set up the order. They're trying to, you know, it's better that everyone sells their house than someone wins a heap of money. Yeah, I don't really understand... In this competition. ...how they come up with who should go first and last because it... To me, it, like, what we find out in the order that they go in makes no sense to me at all. No, absolutely not to me either. Like, in that clip, the things they're saying, like, uh, the first lady says, oh, there's like a 70% clearance Auction. with this auction in auctions in this mm -hmm. higher end market so that's actually pretty good you know that's you know most of them well i found it surprising so that the expensive houses are leading the market in recovery re recovery of the housing sector. yeah because yeah but so people rich people with the jumping back least hardest hit by the financial right. crisis even though they caused it that's how good. they work josh yeah all right yeah Every uh, time there's a problem, you just step on the little fella. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll 
No, but then, um, yeah, so they're just hammering them to work together. I don't know how the order's supposed to help them work together and sell a house, but I guess they've got some kind of plan. But they don't seem to, because then we go straight to this. Yeah. We've got to look at buyer debt. You know, what buyers we've got so we can work out possibly who's got the top end of town fighting it out over their properties and maybe that property goes first, sets a benchmark for everybody else and leaves some money in the room. Jesse, do you agree with me? 100% Scotty. Uh, okay, we're talking about buyer debts now. So how many buyers do you know that you have, boys? Genuine buyers or registered bidders? We, we're told, um, today was it five? Graham said five to six. Five to six, there's a five and a six one. Six one that was registered today. So, Tess and Luke, what's your story? You said that we have five registered. Yeah. Andy and Deb? We're sitting at four. Matt and Elise? Uh, our agent sort of told us that we've got the three. Yep. So what about you, Jesse Mill? I think we've got um, six, Scotty. Six registered buyers. Okay, so what we've got to do now is determine initially, does anybody want to go first? Put your hands up if you want to go second. We'll go yeah, second. I think we all do then. <laughs> <laughs> Our preference would probably be second because we think that's possibly better for us as individuals. Um, but I imagine that everyone wants to go second or third. I so think, yeah. I think the more we go for second or third, we're going to end up in the barrow. I think it's best for everyone if we go first. We were probably better positioned at one than we were at four or five. And also, I think everyone's better positioned with us at one. Absolutely. Okay, firstly, does everybody agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, a very noble offer. Like, you do have the most mm. confirmed buyers. Like, strategically, it makes sense. And hopefully, they smash it out of the, out of the park and set the benchmark for everyone else to try to catch them. <laughs> does anybody want to go second? We'll go second. <laughs> uh, okay. To keep the money in the room, would it be, I mean, I'm no real estate agent. No. Jesse, sorry, mate. Yeah. But um, to keep the money in the room, would you go sort of, the boys have the most interest, would you go most to least, fan it down just to keep buyers in everyone else's rooms? Or do we run out of, do we run out of buyers yeah. if we do that? Yeah, that's the biggest risk. Last year, we had the least amount of interest on Courtney and Hans' apartment. So our strategy was to go last, to get the investors, and they end up selling for 410000 over reserve. So All right, Jesse, we get it. You were a real estate agent last year. It's <laughs> a very good point Jesse just made. Does anyone want to go last? We don't want last. Yeah. Why don't we want last, though? I thought you just backed that, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> We've got interest. No, I just don't know if there's the depth in the buyers this year. Like, we're looking at breaking records. We were talking to our real estate agent this morning. Yep. And David said from the start, it's not about winning the block. Yeah, exactly. It's about making sure everyone goes home with plenty of cash in their pockets. He mm -hmm. said, you guys have to go second, but don't think you're going to win from that position. Yeah. It's just about keeping buyers in the room for the other contestants. Our agent said exactly the same. Yeah. Well, then how do we feel about us going second then? I'm comfortable yeah. with that. You're yeah. okay? Yeah. yeah. Are you well, guys okay? What, 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 what? I'm okay with it. Really? You, yeah. Because I don't, my buyers aren't competing on no, Tess and Luke's house, so I, I don't feel like I'm missing out. They've got strong investors. If they want to go second, um, I, I think it's still, I think it works. All right. Well, can I, we go I've got second? The Who wants to go third? Shotgun. I think we all do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go last. 
we should just go to the paddles. Yeah, what agree. do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Sure? We know number one has the most buyers, number two the second, and three, four, five. We all want the best, but we all want the same position, so going to the paddles is the best thing. Okay, in-house order. Andy and Deb, go for your life. One and three chance. Four. 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 That's great. Well done. <laughs> okay, Jesse and Mel, position number five. It's been one before in position number five. So as someone who doesn't have a favourite in this, I think it's unfair that it went in house order. Jesse's been shafted by going in house order all the time. Why didn't he get to go first? What? It's a bloody popularity contest. When, when haven't you had a favourite in this? Well, I've always loved Tess and Luke. I've That's never ripped on them. Mitch and Mark, close second favourites. <laughs> You've absolutely been Team Jesse since we started doing the pod. No, I think you'll find in the first podcast I ripped on him and said I would never have a beer with him because he's a terrible bloke. No, you said I wouldn't have a beer with him, but he's a good bloke. No, he's a terrible bloke. And then I remember Claire, say Claire saying that you're just like Jesse, so I guess that you wear people down yeah. until they'll have a beer with you. God absolutely. Got gotcha. me. So, so mean. Yep. So that was my big irk about that. I thought it was a bit unfair. Oh, yeah. Also, I didn't really understand, like, everyone just going Tess and Luke going second. It seemed dumb to me. Second. That really did seem dumb. Everybody's like, we'll go second or third. And then Luke's like, how about we go second? And everyone goes, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't understand the fan down either. No. Because they're like, well, I assume that they mean, oh, our buyers will hang around. And it's like. I don't think that they'll do that. If they miss out... Absolutely. They're more of a chance of yeah. not bidding. If anything, what he started saying at the start, like, oh, should we have, like, the lease so then all the other bidders are there? Yeah. Was that... So that meant Matt and Elise should have gone second? Well, you'd think so. To me, it, like, buy, it's not like you're just buying a shirt and you're like, oh, no, my favourite one's gone. I'll get this next one. Yeah. You're buying a house. Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, Oh, no, this $3 million house sold. I'll get this I other guess one. guess if you were going to live in it, I get the feeling like a lot of them are just investors. Yeah, I think so. So, I, I guess it is like buying a shirt in that sense. It's like, I was going to invest in number two, but that's gone, so I'll invest in number four. Maybe, but... Who cares? I, I Like you were sort of saying, like, you don't want to go first because that sets the precedent. You know, some people might be a bit scared off. You know, yeah. they just want to see what happens. Yeah. Second is where the action is, I think. They Absolutely. Sh everyone should have fought for second. Yeah. So, anything like, else? First is good because you've got the most bidders still active. Yes. But second is, like, they saw what happened on the first one. There's the most people still there with a set price. Yeah, they're not that scared. It's they're... definitely going to go over that. Yeah. Or even if it doesn't go over that, at least the bidding will be quick. Like, they'll start near it. Yeah. And go, all right, so they're about there. That's what's happening. Um, did you have anything else on the auction order, or can we move on to the no. auction? So, we start with Mitch and Mark, and they've got a bid of 260. And then it goes to some weird guy, and he goes to 344. And then the crazy guy ups himself by 26. Okay. Now, yeah. I'm not doing, like, the three millions. I'm just telling you how much profit they were getting ahead. Theirs was the most entertaining Yes. auction because that local St Kilda businessman he was kept hilarious. saying like the weirdest bids he's like three three six three three two and the guy's like what and 33 cents <laughs> and they're like uh, I don't know how much money that is put you in front because it's a weird number yeah yeah um then they had like the big pause where they'll pattern it out and I didn't like that I think it's unfair you're on site you you want to buy it 
you know, they these buyers, advocates could have rang the people previous to this or been on the phone during the auction. Yeah, like, I guess it's the guy that ultimately ended up buying the house. You can be, well, that cost me like 20 grand, that pause. Yeah, exactly. So. But you know what I mean? Like, why, do your job. Be on the phone to them during the auction. They're not that important that they can just hold up the auction, in my opinion. Well, also, it's weird. You think you'd go in and say the price that you want to pay and then that's it. Like, it's weird that they're always having to ring people during the auctions. Yeah. It's like, you've done your research. You know what the place is worth. Yes. You know what the area's doing. Like, this is the price I'm willing to pay for this. Yeah. And then they're always got to ring up and go, oh, well... I know you said you wouldn't pay more than this, but it's past that. And do you want to keep bidding? Yeah. And like, no, that's not how. No, my name. My name's Josh, not Elise. I understand how budgeting works. But I don't I want to go guess too. Guess half the time it's like a Russian or Chinese businessman, and they're like, "You don't have any more money you need to launder through Australian property <laughs> investment," and they're like. Oh, hang on. I just see. Oh, does anyone owe me any more money? All right. Yeah, I guess I could launder a bit more money. Yeah. We need some more empty apartments in St. Kilda for sure. So, Mitch and Mark ended up making $384,000 profit. Yes, their ultimate bid, the win, was $3,374,000. Yeah. Also, they want to spend their money on their sick granddaughter. Yes. Apparently. Yep. Um, then we go to Tess and Luke, and their first bid gets them 210 clear of the um, reserve. Yeah. Then it's up to 310 in like five seconds. Yeah. Then they're 400k clear, 440 in. The time that I wrote down the 400k clear, they jumped 40 grand. Yeah, their bids I was just were like, huge oh my God. and fast. Then they're like 540, 600, 630, and that's where they finished. They ended up $630,000 clear. Yeah, it's funny. If you look on YouTube, Luke and Tess's auction is just over seven minutes. And they've got the most money, where all the others are nine or ten minute auctions. Yeah, they padded them out with like dramatic pauses. Yeah, whereas Luke and Tess's just went up like 40 and 50 grand a couple of times. And bam, all of a sudden, they're $600,000 in front. And what was their house, what did it sell for? $3,620,000. $3,620,000. Very good. Yeah. Bretto, in our last episode, has finally decided to take some useful Took notes. some notes for a change. So, good on him. Yep. So, then we go to Matthew and Elise. They start with a bit of 210 k clear. They get to 300 k 345 403 420 450 now, there was a lot of nickel and diming in this one where it was like... Oh, was there? Go what? up by grand. This up one's by grand. like 12 minutes on YouTube. Yeah. And it... Yeah. Oh. They spent like 20k just going up Someone by grand. Someone wanted to go up by 500. 500. And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time for this. And then, like, they did the 20k at, like, grand bids. And then yeah. they're like, all right, I guess I'll go five. And they're like, it just kicked off again. And you're like... Yeah, it was real weird. What? is wrong with you people no, like god I've, use waste of time I had to go to an auction for my house and someone tried to start doing thousands like at $350,000 and the reserve on that place was 400 grand and the auctioneer's like no it's not we're even not on the doing market thousands yet. when we're still $50,000 and then Bretto away. just stepped in and he's like 400 alright thousands bring them in no I stepped in and I said 385 ah oh. Bloody Bretto. And they took it. 
reliving the glory days. Yeah. The old property tycoon. Oh, yeah. Dictator, more like it. Got him. So they ended up $460,000 clear for a grand total of $3,450,000. Oh, yeah. So very good. Yep. Then we go to everyone's favourite, Andy and Deb. Everyone's favourite. And um, they also go 210k clear. So I don't know whether everyone just thought that that was the reserve bid because... Yeah, the I first think at bid that point they just assumed that was reserve bid because that was about the amount that they walked away with Mitch and Mark to go talk to them. Yeah. So it kind of set that sort of idea in people's minds. Yeah, so everyone just sort of started going that. They got to the 300k, 366, 381, 420. <laughs> and then <laughs> they ended up being $430,000 clear plus yep. the 10k that they won on the domain thing. Yeah. Letterbox thing. Well, also Matt and Elise got the car, Tiguan. Yeah. So maybe if they put the car Which in Scotty they would have won more money. Worth like fifty grand? Is that what a second-hand Tiguan is? Do we have to Google it? Oh, I'm not going to bother. So then we go to Jesse, and at this point, everyone has made more than Mitch and Mark. So I'm just like, please, if there's a god out there, don't let Mitch and Mark come anything but last. So we go with Jesse and Mel. They go out to 340k on their first bid, which is the biggest opening bid out of everyone by. Um, 80 grand. Yep. It was a huge opening bid. Um, then they go to 360. And then it slowed right Then the, the weird dude comes in and he's like 363.333. Yeah, like, which was weird. In Mitch and Mark's, that guy made it entertaining. But when he came into Jesse's, he just slowed the whole thing down. He, I reckon he cost him money by doing that. Yeah. Where he like sort of slowed it up and people were like, what's going on? And yeah. A lot you know of what I mean? Like confused. in the competitive. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. So then they got to 360. So they were more than the boys at this point. I was happy. They ended up 388,000 in the pocket. Clear. So very good. Everyone sold. I was glad that we didn't have to hear from Mitch and Mark afterwards to be like, ours didn't sell because we're... It did sell. Well, ours didn't sell as high as everyone else's because we got ripped off and theirs is the worst and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I know every listener's favourite song that we do is Bredo is Wrong, but unfortunately, make the least. Okay, I'm going to go Mitch and Mark then. So I'm going Luke and Tess for the win, Mitch and Mark for the loss. Bretto got it correct. Weird. Very good. Who was that sexy sounding man? Although, oh, it was me. <laughs> what he does is he asks me who I'm going for and yep. then he jumps in before I can say it on the pod so then I have to swap my answers. Now, if you'll indulge me, Bretto, I'd like to go through what we learnt from this season. Oh, all right. Things we learnt. So, the judges know nothing. Um, they gave Luke and Tess the least... Oh, the lowest scores. They had the most low scores. Yep. When it came to judging. Yep. They won the least. Yeah. Mitch and Mark, who came last, won the most rooms. Yeah. Um, so, can we both agree that the judges are terrible? They've got no idea what they're talking about and they should be replaced? Absolutely. A tradesman, uh, interior designer, and maybe, a real estate agent. Yeah. Maybe a sexy tradesman named Joshua or something. That's is that the only one going thinking? on the block. <laughs> Secondly... Domain know nothing. They gave the cover to Mitch and Mark. Yeah. And they came last. Yep. Good old Domain, killing it again. 
the 100 genuine buyers who they got in know nothing. They gave it to Mitch and Mark by half a point. Tess and Luke had the worst score out of everyone. Yeah. Of 6.5. Everyone else was on sevens. Yeah. So literally everyone that the block got in this season to give their opinion was wrong. Dead wrong. Except for a couple of cool podcasters who were like, Tess and Luke's is fine. Every week we were like, this is fine. The only week we ripped on them, I think, was when they won the bathroom and we're like, that was terrible. The tiles sucked. Yeah. No, absolutely. The only times we were like, yeah, that's bad is like things that should have been like worked better. Yeah. Sort of like where, you know, like when I was talking like out the front, that wasn't their fault because it rained and it was rushed and just things like that. So I think the only time that we really ripped on them was when the editing was bad and they'd stand around and we'd make fun of Luke. Or like when that, really he's like, we'll pull out that one tile and it'll straighten them all up and we're like, that's how not that how that tiles work. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to brag too much, but I, I think we sort of backed the right pony from the start. Absolutely. So yeah, I was good. actually gonna. So I was in the supermarket on Saturday, and I saw a TV week, and it's like, oh, we've got all this like pre-block diggy drama or whatever. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll buy one and have Tess a look. Tess is pregnant. No, well, no, no, not in that dress. Okay, got her. Terrible dress. Anyway, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll buy this and have a look. But I opened it up, and the first thing I saw was, is Kyle Sanderland's stupid courtroom show great? The answer is yes. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy this magazine. That is ridiculous. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. Um, did you want to reflect on anything that you learnt from this season or have I basically <sighs> covered it all? You pretty much covered it. I learnt that Keith and Dan are fantastic at their job. Just yes. fantastic. So they good. never, I don't know, wait until the week that the contestants have to do a room and then start getting that room ready. Yeah. Ne- never anything ridiculous like that they never say all right now we're going to start working in this part of the house that we haven't finished roofing nothing like that not when there's another part of the house still existing never anything silly like that never oh we're in melbourne where it never rains and should we have the tarps ready because the forecast says it's about to rain no 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 don't worry about that never anything like that Never anything like, all right, this is our fault. We take full responsibility. But we'll just get the free guy from Mitre 10 to pick up all the slack. Yeah. Yep. Also, they should probably replace Scotty. I think he's past his use by date. Yep. You think they should go with Joshy Cam? <laughs> oh, who was that guy who was the chippy? He used to be on Better Homes and Gardens. Com- Tom someone, sorry? Oh, yeah. He, uh, maybe I can't he remember his name, it. but oh, yeah. He's sure. like about mid-40s probably. He'll Absolutely. be fine. He can totally do it. Um, so, in the tradition of many great uh, television shows and whatever, we do have a song that wraps up the season that we'll play at the end of the show. But I just want to thank everyone for listening and telling a friend and subscribing. I want to thank Claire and Jess. You know, we, when we make this podcast, sometimes we get home late or have to put things at home on hold to, to do at a later time. and. Most of the time, they're very respectful of that. <laughs> they're very understanding. Understanding, yes. yeah, that's the word. Um, Want to thank Dean when he stepped in to help us cover when Bretto wasn't in. Yep. Unfortunately. Absolutely. And then lastly, I just want to thank Brett for letting me do this podcast with him. Like, watching the block can be pretty boring sometimes <laughs> and painful and taking the notes and arguing with people on Facebook, but 
when we get together and you know have a beer and record this pod, it, it makes it all worth it. So thanks, mate. Absolutely. Thanks for writing so many hilarious songs too, Joshua. Yeah. It's been good. They're good stuff. I think that's why we lose so many listeners. Apparently, according to the people on Facebook, they don't like the singing on the block. So, I don't think that they'll like our singing much more. But, oh well. Um, We're thinking about doing a little podcast, more movie-based, where we're going to try to watch a movie and then... Well, this is mostly just based on the fact that you like a movie that I hate. Well, to be fair... And an actor that I hate. (laughs) He likes Bad Boys and Will Smith, and I think he's a terrible actor, so... And you like this means war? It's a it's a fine it's a serviceable and film. That guy, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. So we're thinking about maybe making each other watch movies that we didn't like and trying to convince them that they oh, like. I'll convince you. Bad boys for life, mate. It's terrible. <laughs> I watched the trailer for three, and it's terrible. <laughs> There's a trailer for three. Yeah, it's oh, so right bad. Right. Um, so we'll, that'll probably just be like a weekly pod, maybe bi-weekly whenever we get time. Coming into Christmas, we don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so yeah, thanks everyone for listening. It's awesome. And when you share it and tell friends and email in and interact with us on Facebook, it's awesome. Yep. Uh, if you want to write emails to us, you can get us at maximumblockage at outlook.com. Yep. And we'll write we'll tweet back. Tweet at we us at maximumblockage or hit us up on Facey. All right. Also now, Maximum Blockage. It's time to enjoy our song. It's time to enjoy our song. It's called <laughs> Dramatic. The Oslo was where it began We met Scotty and the rest of the gang It's shifting rubble for two nights straight It's a dump site in Melbourne's fancy parts Isn't it dramatic? Don't you think? It's It's like like rain. rain! On reveal day, it's a trade bill. You thought you already paid. It's like Scott's advice that you just don't take. And who would have thought there's Reynolds? Mr. Budget, well, was organized. They hired so many trades. And threw their money away They thought they had the cash To finish the block And as the bills came in They said, oh no, we're broke And isn't it dramatic? Don't you think? It's It's like like rain rain. On reveal day It's It's a trade bill. bill You thought, you thought you already paid. paid. It's, it's like, like Scott's advice that you just don't take. And who would have thought there's Reynolds? Well, the block has a funny way of cutting up the things that you say. Blows up in your face. <laughs> Uh, the block has a funny, funny way of cutting, cutting up, up the, the things, things that you say and make you look terrible. <laughs> it's a body corp to get a spa. It's not enough tiles. 
when you've gone too far. It's like losing your plasterers because your neighbours spite. It's doing all the work yourself and finding out the boomers lied. And isn't it dramatic? Don't you think? A little too dramatic. Yeah, I really do think. It's like rain on revealed day. It's like trade bill. You thought you already paid. It's Scotty's advice that you just don't take. And who would have thought it's Reynolds? The block's a funny, funny way of cutting up everything that you say. And the block has a funny, funny funny way of making you lazy, look super lazy, so lazy. Just work till 3am man, it's fine. (laughs) Oh, masterpiece. So good. I can't wait till it gets on the ARIA charts. Amazing, amazing. It's going to be awesome. And we get sued. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah. She hasn't released anything since, so she might need the cash. Sure. Sounds about right. But it's an homage. Yeah, homage. Please don't sue us. That includes you, Channel 9. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.